Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. We all know one when we see one. Ever heard that phrase before? Well, there are a lot of things in this world that are clearly understood and known just by viewing them or having sight of them. You know, one of the uh, aspects of our world today is the declining presence of some very dear children that have always come close to the heart of many, many, many people. And that's the mongoloid child, or sometimes known as a child with Down syndrome. You know, in the United States, in the last 30 years, we've had a 30% reduction in the number of mongoloid or Down syndrome children being born. And you wonder why. Why is this disappearing? Why is this child disappearing from the face of the earth? Why are we now seeing a reduction in the birth of mongoloid children? Is it because of medical breakthrough? No, it's not. You know what it's from? We eliminate them from the face of the earth as soon as they're identified. And a mongoloid child or Down syndrome child is generally identifiable at the 20th week of pregnancy. And we know at that point in time, a mother is going to have a mongoloid child. Now we come to a point of decision making. We come to the test, if you will. And sadly, based upon the results of these tests that are taken in every medical clinic, or a mother that's pregnant, we have the identification of such a child. And now what's happening is that we're seeing the child being eliminated through abortion. The abortion number of children who are mongoloid is skyrocketed over the last number of years. In Europe, 99% of the preborn children diagnosed with mongoloidism or Down syndrome are aborted. 99% of them in Europe. And in the United States, it's, it's a little less than that. <clears throat> but we still see a number of the abortions increasing over time. Two out of every three preborn babies nationwide with Down syndromes are now aborted in the United States. That's 66%. 99% in Europe. Now, years ago, we controlled the birth of certain kinds of people and the presence of certain kinds and the population of certain kinds of people through uh, the abortion process to exterminate people in masses. Happened to the Jews, happened to the gypsies in Europe. We institutionalize children in the United States and place them in institutions. And obviously they did not procreate. So here we are now faced with this situation of mongoloidism or Down syndrome almost being extinct from the birth population of the world. Now a study was done not too long ago with the parents of children who are mongoloid. What did the parents have to say? 
And um, nice little survey published in the American Journal of Medical Genetics. This was in October, about 10 years ago. And uh, when this particular study was conducted and then published, what they found was this, that most parents say that their outlook on life is more positive because they've had a Down syndrome child. In other words, the Down syndrome child contributed to the life of the parent, the parents, rather than distracted or took away from them. In other words, there was joy brought into the family home. They also said this, most siblings say they were proud of their brother or sister. You know, here we have siblings who have a sister or brother who's mongoloid or Down syndrome. They're proud of them. In other words, young children were taught to appreciate and to value each other regardless of looks or regardless of ability level. Here's the third thing the article said. Nearly every parent and sibling who responded to the survey said that they loved their family member, their mongoloid family member. In other words, they not only appreciated them, they saw a place in their life and the safe face in the family, but there, there was a love for them, there was a caring, there was a compassion. They were not an unloved child at all. And the same research team then asked individuals with Down syndrome. Now, these are kids who had grown up and had with their Down syndrome. What they would share with any prospective parent who might be having a mongoloid child. Here's what these mongoloid children had to say when they were asked that question. Love your baby because your baby loves you. And live a good life. And life is good. And then the third thing they said, I'm happy to be alive. And then finally they said, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Those are the things that mongoloid children, adult children, older children, would say to a prospective parent of a mongoloid child. Don't worry, it's going to be okay. Life is good. And love your baby because your baby will love you. Kind of warm, isn't it? But you know, it's a sad story. It's a population of children that have contributed to this world in many ways, but they certainly have contributed to parents, they've contributed to siblings, they've contributed to family life, they've contributed to community, they've contributed to churches, they've contributed to all kinds of groups of people who they have come to know and have come to know them. They've been appreciated, they've been valued. We learn from each other, we've learned from them as well. And sadly, now we're seeing them being extinguished from the face of the earth. Europe, 99% of pre-born children diagnosed with the condition of mongoloidism are now aborted. So they are a disappearing breed, if you will. They are a disappearing group of people. The world is missing an element here. A world is missing a component. You know, it's something that God has created for whatever reason and however this came about. And we take it upon ourselves to 
impose your own value and say, it's an unwanted child, it's an unnecessary child, it's an undesirable child, it's an unwanted child, it's a non-contributory child. We put that value, and when we put that kind of value on a child, it's easy then to go about the abortion process because we don't put any value on it whatsoever. And if you have no value on something, it's easy to kill that idea or kill that person or kill that process that's going on. Well, anyway, that's the Down syndrome situation today. Um, it's a sad story in a way. Over the years, over history, uh, these young little kids have made their way and have contributed greatly to the life of the families in which they were raised and gave opportunity for parents and siblings to learn how to love, to even to learn how to love the unlovable, the tough-to-love kid. Okay, hey, thanks for joining me today. I uh, bring to your attention the Green Gables Care Home in Fresno, California. There's a number of homes that the company has in the Clovis area, and they're all small little homes, and they care for people who with dementia and Alzheimer's, having certain needs for special kind of care as they reach into the older years of life. And um, there's been a change in the telephone number that we have used and have given out. And um, here's the number that you are to call if you have an interest or have a need for somebody to be cared for in a special environment in the Fresno area, Clovis area. <clears throat> here's the cell phone number that you are to call. 307 okay 559-307-0950 give the number a call tomorrow and um, see if this might be a home that can meet a need that you may have with an elderly parent or elderly person in your family life or somebody who has a special need and needs special care they'll get it at the Green Gables care homes. Okay. Thanks for joining me and bye for now.